Yang, pineapple tang, pineapple tang, hey, hey, it's summer things, it's summer things, no way, it's summer things, it's summer things, hey, hey, I like to hang, I like to hang, hey, hi, and get high on knowledge today. Hi, y'all, hey, welcome to another episode of SLS Sessions. So, today's topic is the power of your name. And so, what you choose to call yourself has a very powerful energy to it. And I talk about energy a lot because everything has an aura to it. Everything has this sense of purpose. And when it comes to your name, also I'm eating breakfast, so this ain't a mukmeg, but you might hear me like smack a little. And if that irks you, I completely understand turn it off and prepare yourself but I don't smack but if it happens it happens but what you choose to call yourself really has this really strong powerful connotation as to who you are as a person and I like to think that the names we were given at birth by our parents um our guardians it for me I'm a Christian so I definitely believe that God gave each of us a name for a reason and that name pertains to who we are as a person and what we're supposed to do here on this planet and for people who are not religious people who are agnostic people who are who are um i forgot the last one people who are agnostic people who are theists people who are atheists there you go they may think of it as a different way but either way it goes we all see our names we should see our names as having some purpose and pertaining to who we are and what we are to do here on this planet it has to like scare you sometimes when you think about how Everyone, all living beings, as far as we know, actually live on one planet together. And we're all working together or against each other one way or another. So what you choose to call yourself, whether that's by your government, your given name, or you have a nickname for yourself, or that's like Bay Bay Ray Ray, whatever, or it's Tway. Like my nickname I've given myself that my friends and loved ones refuse to call me um, is Tway. And it's spelled T-O-A-O, which stands for the one and only. And, like, that was the only pronunciation that made sense to me was Tway instead of Twa. Someone suggested Twa, and I was like, that sounds like a baby's trying to speak its first word. No. Uh, but, like, being called that, when I call myself that, or I'm writing something, I've been signing things with Tway now, it, it reaffirms to me that I am the one and only Sparkle that exists. Like, there are other people named Sparkle, but there's no other Sparkle that's like me and what you choose to call yourself is very important because it's how you view yourself so if you want to give yourself a cute little nickname there has to be a purpose behind it um you have to know why you're calling yourself that if someone else has decided to give you a nickname i will go ask that person like why do you choose to call me that and a lot of times the names other people give us we are either comfortable with it or we're uncomfortable with it but most often we won't say anything we let them do it because we feel like that helps them identify us no that's helping them identify you how they want to see you but they don't know you as a full-fledged person they don't know everything about you just like you're still figuring yourself out there's no way that a person on the outside is able to give you a name that applies to you holistically it's it's not realistic it's not logistical so it makes more sense for you to talk to that person and it's gonna seem weird but like ask them like hey why is this nickname why do you think it pertains to me like what what makes you want to call me this and I like nine times out of ten, whatever they're calling you that, it may be something that you're not even aware of about yourself. And it could be something that you like or something that you dislike. 
basically what's important is that you speak things into existence so today's like whole spiel is mostly talking about like how language has a lot of power so on my first episode i talked about how the habits and the people and things that we keep in our life have power over how we experience life this one is going to talk about how the words that we speak especially the words of ourselves and about ourselves and what we're doing have power over how we experience life. So, you speak things into existence, don't think any different. One of the biggest phrases that we use as humans is, as homo sapiens, is have to. You say, I have to go to this meeting, I have to go to class, I have to go out to dinner, I have to X, Y, Z. And it's a very innocent phrase, but it's actually also very negative and it also plays into how you feel about what you're going to do if you were to replace it with something well literally this is the only thing I could think you would replace it with I get to or I have the opportunity to to go do that thing to go to that meeting to go to that date to go to that class because literally going to class is a privilege so you should say I have the opportunity to go to class this morning yes I'm tired I'm exhausted but I have the opportunity to go to class I'm my tuition is being paid, I'm paying my tuition, I, I, I'm going to have the opportunity to go to class, that's what I'm going to do, even if I'm exhausted, or I get to go to this meeting, I signed up to be on this exec board row, why wouldn't I go to my meeting, I signed up to be in this organization, why wouldn't I go to our meetings, like, it's not about I have to go, no, you voluntarily put yourself on that sheet, you voluntarily applied, you got in, you were accepted, and now you get to go to these meetings, and you get to build something with this group, with this club, stop saying it like it's a burden to you, nobody forced you to sign up for it, like, literally, I, I say I have to all the time, like, I'm not trying to say I only say I get to, but, like, I actually, when I hear myself say it, I, like, I'm tallying off myself, like, no, Sparkle, you shouldn't have said that, because it's like literally all the stuff that I'm in I volunteer my time for I want to be a part of it there's no I have to go do it no one's forced me to do anything because when you say stuff like have to versus I get to have the opportunity to you're immediately giving that group that organization those people that thing power over your emotions and how you're going to feel going into this thing you already feel negative about it because you're like oh it's taking up my time no you voluntarily wanted to take up a part of your life because you want to be a part of it, no? Am, am I wrong? So it's like, somebody's confused here, and it's not the group, it's not the organization, because you apply. They didn't force you to apply. You apply. It's, it's not the person that you went out to dinner with because they didn't force you to go with. They invited you. You say yes. So we have to start thinking about who's the confused person? Because sometimes it's us. We are very confused people, very confused homo sapiens. And so be aware of when you talk about things that you are a part of, you're participating in. Don't say you have to go do it. Say you get to go. Say I have the opportunity to go, especially with class. Like I'm in a student group called Deneb Stars. Shout out to Deneb. And one of our staff members, faculty leaders, Mr. Tillman, he said, go to class. Like that's his biggest piece of advice for us is to go to class. And, like, I joked, like, I didn't really understand, like, what was a big deal about that, like, who wouldn't go to class, but no, like, the more and more you go throughout the semester, the semesters as a, like, uh, part-time or full-time undergrad, grad student, you, like, you lose the, the energy, you lose the audacity to even show up to class, like, it's just, like, is it that serious, especially if it's a lecture, it's, like, do I really need to go? 
Like, I I know what she's going to talk about. It's a whole slideshow that she already put up on, on Canvas. Like, do I really need to go and listen to her talk about it? She's just going to be talking at me, and I'm going to fall asleep. And I'm talking from experience, y'all. I was in a lecture class. She always posted the slides, but I knew I had to go to class in order to understand the content because these slides were literally from 2007. I kid you not, these are from 2007. And if she thinks I'm going to learn from a 2007 slideshow, she has me mistaken. And so I will force myself to go to that lecture even though I will pull all-nighters for another studio that was at 8 a.m. that same morning of that lecture. So I'd really be coming in there with like a solid three to four hours of sleep. And it was horrible. But it was like I was forcing myself to like stay awake. I got soup from Subway. I was like, I need something hot to just like keep me up. I tried to drink tea. I tried to I tried to drink orange juice. Just I tried to eat yogurt. Like nothing was keeping me up for this. And it, it was literally because... I want to say I'm not built for lectures, but I know that's wrong. Like, I've just, I haven't structured myself to understand the, like, the intensity of a lecture and why it's so important that I attend it and that I listen when I attend it and that I'm not, like, I'm so focused on keeping me awake that I don't hear her or, like, I'm actually taking notes, but, like, when I go back to my notes, it's, like, trying to decipher a new language that I've never seen before because I literally, I will drift off, I'll be scribbling, and I forget what I wrote when I go back. So... If I was in the mindset that I had the opportunity to go to class, I'm very sure that I would have gone in more prepared. Like, if anything, I would have gone in more prepared. I would have gone in, I would have gone to sleep the night before knowing, hey, I have lecture tomorrow. I know how I am about this physically and, like, my body can't take it. But, like, I had the opportunity to go to class and learn something so that I can get, yes, a passing grade in this class, but also so I can understand something about this subject. And so, you speak things into existence the way you're going to experience it. Stop thinking you don't. Stop thinking your words are just words that you just throw into this atmosphere. No, they have power. Our words have power just like our habits and the people we hang around have like power over how we experience things. So do your words. There's no way your words don't have power at all. I find it really interesting. People call each other pathetic or like sluts or whores and stupid. It's become this like type of language where people use it endearingly and I've witnessed it. But one particular word, but like the one that gets me the most is stupid. A habit I picked up recently is when I'm scrolling through uh, any like memes or something, I always laugh and then I say stupid. Uh, and I would enact it for y'all, but it just wouldn't be natural. Like I'd have to actually pull up a something funny to laugh at. But like I started saying stupid and I'm not calling the person stupid. I actually can't tell you what it is I'm calling stupid, but I just know every time I do it, part of me is like, ah, you shouldn't say that word. And then part of me is like, it's not that serious because I'm not, I'm not referring that word to another person. So I definitely think where you direct your words is also very important in the context in which you direct it. So when I was talking about the other words with like me and my friends, it's like, we know the context which we're directing to each other. I would never go out and about we would never go out and about and just call some random young woman or someone else just that word because she doesn't know us. She doesn't know the context which we're using it and it may offend her. It will offend her. I would be offended if I wasn't, if I didn't know these girls, like my friends, and they call me that and I didn't know what they meant it by, like I'd be, I'd be pressed. So it's like you need to know the context in which you use the word. So like I know the context in which I use stupid when I laugh at stuff is like, this is like, this is wild. This is hilarious. Like the whole phrase, like go stupid, go crazy. Like that's literally the context in which I'm using it when I laugh at something. I don't call people stupid, but when I hear people actually use that to call other people, I'm just like, dang.
bro, you need to chill. Like, <laughs> like it's never, it's never that serious. Like calling someone stupid, like completely telling them you are unintelligent, you don't have any brains in you, like you have nothing about you that is of value. Like that's, that's horrible. One of the number one problematic phrases that we like to use, language phrases we like to use as Homo sapiens, is "we are he just human." And the reason I think that's problematic, yes, we are human. I'm not questioning that by any means. It's a homo sapien podcast for Christ's sake. But I'm suggesting that when we say we're human, after we do something wrong or after we see someone do something wrong, we are justifying that person's behavior because we already believe that humans are flawed, that we're imperfect, and we have no capability of being full-time perfect. I like to quibble with that. Or is it quiver? I, I like to just, I like to challenge that. I'm like, yes, I believe we are human. Yes, I believe we are damaged to a fault where we can't be perfect 24-7, 25-8. But I also think that like basic stuff, because some people weren't all we weren't all raised the same way where we know right from wrong. And even some of the ways in which we were raised as right from wrong, some of those things are wrong to other people and right to other people. So like literally it's all about perspective, how you were raised and you grew up about what's your moral compass but I feel like a lot of times we see people do things we're like oh they're just human but like no there's like something bigger there like were they raised to think that was okay like let's stop saying oh we're just human we're gonna let them be wrong because you're coming from a place that oh my moral compass is the right one it's the sole one that's correct and if anyone else does something wrong they're just being human and it's okay like no let's sit and talk about what we need like we need some kind of standard i'm going on like a tangent about something else now like about the way we were raised but i just feel like we're so quick to just say to people that oh you're just human and that's why you're messing up like no like it's something deeper than that it's like oh you aren't doing something the way I'm like most familiar with doing it and it's interesting to me I think it's wrong but like I want to know why you thought you could do it this way I'm pretty sure if we ask someone that like they look like look at us like we're crazy like nobody does that these days at all actually I don't think anyone does it but like I I'd be the person to like just be like hey bro like I saw you do xyz I've never like done something like that before like I thought it was wrong but like is there like is it possible like you thought it was like cool like why and I feel like these type of conversations happen like in friend groups relationships like someone does something wrong to you and you immediately like oh they're human or they're flawed or they hate me or they don't really love me like no that person was raised different from you and you have to understand that I don't care if you're from the same country the same state the same continent like that person was still raised different from you that person may or may not have had both of their parents that person may have grown up in foster care before you're quick to just say they're human how about they're a person who has grown up differently than me and it is my job as a homo sapien of this planet to understand why they thought they could do what they did maybe I could teach them and impose my own belief on them if they're not aware of it and we can share ideas maybe find some kind of common ground but just to think oh they're human they're wrong because they do it my way you're wrong because your way is wrong to me I'm sure or <laughs> like somebody else so it's just like being aware that we are all from different places, different backgrounds, and that has power over how we behave. But what's important is how we address it verbally with our language, our vernacular is also very important. And so, earlier I was talking about the power of knowing the meaning behind your name. And that can be like the actual like Webster dictionary of it. If you have a name that has... um 
roots in a different language. That's really cool that you can look that up as well. And also, just like knowing the power of your name, like knowing you growing up as a person, how has your name applied to you? Like someone with a name like Joseph, I think about the Bible story and <laughs> forgive me if I'm wrong, but like in the story, uh, his brother sold him into slavery. Uh, I believe he was the father's favorite and they sold him into slavery and eventually, you know, Joseph became king. So like, <laughs> jokes on them. Uh, but like, it was that whole, the misinterpreting who he really was because, oh, he's our father's favorite. We don't like him. We're going to sell him to slavery, but like, jokes on you because God's like, okay, and I'm going to make him a king. Like, like I, you're not, wherever you take him, my glory will still follow him. So knowing the power of your name and knowing like how it applies to you. And you can even, like, look at, like, how media portrays different types of names. Like, it's pretty much all the same. I've seen the name Britney be the mean girl a lot in movies. It's very interesting to me. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I actually know a Britney that isn't, like, a mean girl. So it's, like, okay. Um, but once you figure out the actual value and meaning of your name, not everyone needs to know what your name means. I'm, I'm just going to say, like, beware of those who know of your power after you have told them or they figure it out before you figure it out and they will challenge you by making you doubt yourself. You have actual literal haters over your name. Like, I know you had no control of your name. Like, you were born with that name. You were given that name when you were, like, an infant. Uh, sorry, when you were half of a fetus and, like, you couldn't quite say no to whoever was naming you in the hospital or whatever, but, like, or whatever your name. But, like, once you tell people your name, either they like it or they... Or they really like it and they're like, I'm going to make you feel like you don't deserve this name. I'm going to make you feel like this name doesn't apply to you. I'm going to make you feel like you don't even deserve to be here type of thing. But when you are in doubt, you must seek assistance and guidance from within and not outside. Everyone, like when they say everyone is fighting a battle, one of the battles that we're all fighting as humans is to figure out how our names apply to us. How our words apply to the life that we're living. You cannot go out and about seeking assistance from other people. I mean, if you want to seek it from, like, someone you trust, like, your your mom, your dad, you have a brother, a sister, or, like, a close cousin, straight, cool. But I wouldn't ask that friend that you've only known for, like, five months or six months or even a year. Like, it takes time for someone to truly understand you, but understand your name and how that name applies to you. And a lot of people will become intimidated by it because they will start to realize that your name means totally different things than what their name means for them. Your name is bringing you a whole different set of blessings and power in this world than theirs. But don't get me wrong, theirs still has just as much value, but they don't see it as having that much value because they envy what you have on your name. And they want what you have on your name for themselves. And that's messed up, bro. Like, if you're somebody's friend... And you envy the the life that they are supposed to live versus the life that you are supposed to live. You have it all wrong. That means you haven't even grown to value your own self, your own power that you have. There is something solely individual about you versus that friend that you have. It's actually versus that friend that you're not even treating like a friend because you're jealous of them. Friends are not jealous of each other. Friends should not be jealous of each other's names and the power that comes with it. And when I say jealous of each other's names, I don't mean like, oh, girl, I like your name better than mine. I mean, jealous of that person's, like, essence, their power, their energy. A person's essence, power, energy is carried within their name. Forgive me. I have alarms for everything. 
I to-do lists are funny to me. I just have alarms. I mean, I use to-do lists sometimes too, but alarms mostly. So know the power of your name. If you are confused about it and you doubt it at any point, and it's okay if you're going to doubt it because we're all going to doubt it at some point. That's why it's a battle that we fight every day, every week, every month, every year. We're trying to reassert that we know what it is our claim is with our name on this planet. Ask somebody you trust, trust, trust that has known you for more than 10 years. That's just my limit. My mom has known me for 19 years of living. I will ask her if I'm ever confused. But... Don't seek it from other people. We all trying to figure this out. Like, if you only know me for like five months, please, my friend, do not ask me. Like, of course, I'm giving you a positive like because I want everyone to know the power of their names. But what I'm telling you may not be genuine and to its full extent because I have not known you that long. I have not watched you, witnessed you move in this world that long. So it will be very difficult for me to give you a full-fledged answer to your question. So just, and for me personally, I will go to God. Like, any, anyone out there that's a Christian, agnostic, or whatever, um, even, like, I will go to God personally. That's what I would do. Like, that's some, that's a being who I know understands me more than I will ever understand myself, and I will go there first. And so, for you, if you're not religious, you're not Christian, there has to be something for you, some place for you to go that you trust to ask for clarification that this is the name I carry, that I carry this name for a purpose, and that the purpose in which I carry this name is X, Y, Z, and that no one else has that purpose but I, and only no one else can carry out this purpose the way I'm going to carry it out but I. There is power in my words that I speak. There are power in the words that I speak over myself and over my name. And I need to be aware of it. I can be aware of it. I will be aware of it. I must be aware of it. I can, I will, I must. Eric Thomas, little formula. Love it. So, like, start saying that to yourself. Like, I can, I will, and I must be aware of my language and the words that I use to speak on my name. The words that I use to speak on the power of my name.